Hey guys, how are you? It's Jeff Gellman of Solid Canine Training, and if you follow our podcast, the What Would Jeff Do show, which is on every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we do that on YouTube Live and also on Facebook Live, you'll notice a lot of the times that I, I can't... Um, uh, I can't get in depth with a lot of the answers. We get so many questions. We can never get through the questions. I don't have enough information from owners um, uh, to, to answer the question properly because there's so many nuances, especially when it comes to like dog aggression. And then there's so many misconceptions out there about like doing certain protocols. And I really can't get into it or else I would never get through, you know, even, even a couple of questions. So what I want to start doing is just maybe start picking out you know, certain questions that need expanding on, certain concepts that need expanding on. And I want to start making those videos. So this is the first time I'm doing it. So let's just see how it goes. If you listen to the show, a lot of the show is based on, we use the word punishing. Call it, you can call it a correction, an intolerable consequence, call it what you want, but it's the opposite of positive reinforcements. Now, it is learning. It's considered, I would consider it positive because you get results from it and it can save the dog's life. And, you know, 95% of the dog's day at our training center actually is reward-based. But the big missing link, sometimes on day one, is giving a proper correction. Stopping unwanted behaviors, you have to understand how to give a correction. So a couple of guidelines or rules that you should always think about is, all corrections, punishers, intolerable circumstances, consequences are all based on you energy-wise being neutral. You're not mad, you're not upset, you're not angry at the dog. A lot of people feel that giving a correction to a dog is going to ruin the dog. I want folks to understand fully and completely that that is an outright blatant lie. It is not true. And so many owners have been convinced of this, that what they're doing is they're living with dogs that they will struggle with for possibly its whole life, but at least years when most of these problems can be eliminated in either seconds or a couple of days or maybe a couple of weeks but not months and years. This concept that correcting your dog is going to destroy the relationship with your dog, that's a common one. If you correct the dog, the dog won't trust you, you'll destroy your relationship. I want you to know that that is an outright blatant lie. Now, how do I know that? We work with dogs all day here. That's why we're in the trenches. That's my arena. We know what goes on. We know what goes on with our all my staff's personal dogs. We know what goes on with all of our clients' dogs. We stay in contact with our clients. We've trained our clients' dogs. I've only been doing this for 15 years, but it's given me enough time to be training their second dog, their third dog, their fourth dog, meaning they either their dog died natural death or they added more dogs. We get thousands of emails you know, a year giving us feedback on our free social media from somebody watching our content saying, oh my gosh, the problem stopped and the relationship is better than it's ever been. There you go. 
over and over and over and over again to the point of humongous proportion. So, correcting your dog in the crate will not make your dog afraid of the crate. Do you really think that I'm going, like right now I've got five dogs all around me. Listen. Five dogs. I wouldn't go up to any of those dogs and correct them. Why? They're doing nothing wrong. If one of them was barking, I would correct it. Whining, I would correct it. That's not going to ruin the relationship. That's going to have boundaries. So we teach boundaries, and then we teach consequence for breaking those boundaries. It's all called rules. Do the good stuff, I give you the good stuff. Do something that is wrong, I gotta let you know it's wrong. If I don't let you know it's wrong, how are you going to learn? How are you going to learn? It's a very important conversation to have with your dog. So, correcting the dog in the crates. Oh, the dog will have a negative association in the, with the crates. That one we hear all the time. So, dog comes into us for boarding training. It breaks out of crates. The owners can't keep it in a crate. When it's in a crate, it breaks its teeth. It bends its bar the bars. It barks all day. It pees. It poos. The dog, when we leave the house, the dog tries to break out of the front door. It's eaten through sheetrock. It's eaten through a door. It's jumped out of a window. Okay. This is all, it barks all night. It howls. It whines. This is all prior to coming to us. Prior to coming to us. We did not create this. What created it? The owners not having the knowledge, which is no fault of theirs, to stop it. So then the dog comes to us with all of these issues. Dog goes into a kennel or a crate, night one. We know all the problems. Like everything I just mentioned, it's written down on paper. The owners have verbalized it to us. We know what we're dealing with. So what do we do? Remote collar goes on the dog. Video camera goes on the dog. A baby monitor we use. So we can watch that dog 24-7. That's why I look tired often. And what do we do? At the first sign that dog attempts to get out of the crate or make audible noise, it is corrected. Now, you have been told that that is going to create a negative association. Did we not hear what was already going on? Did we not listen to the owners? Do we think the owners are lying to us about all of that stuff? No. The dog's already doing all these horrific behaviors. The dog already has a negative association with the crate. The dog already has a negative association with being left alone. We did not create that. It was already created, no fault of the owners. They didn't know what to do. So, we're not going to make it worse. All we do is make it better. All we do is fix problems. So, first sign the dog tries to break out of the crates, we give it information from an unemotional standpoint, 
with a remote collar that says, that's a bad choice. Oh, what well, do you use fear? Don't you think the dog was afraid before it got here? Don't you think the dog was having anxiety? Don't you think the dog was panicking? Don't you think the dog was stressed? Yes, 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 yes. Prior to coming to us, we didn't create that. No fault of the owners. They didn't know. We need to start looking, step back, and look at the big picture so we have a better understanding how to fix the problem. Yes, fix, eliminate, not come back. Which is another, oh, it's just a temporary fix. Is it though? Says who? Oh well, three years later it came back. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And three years later you started gaining weight again. And three years later you started getting out of shape again. And what do you do? Eat better and exercise again. Or always be exercising. Or always be eating better. Change your lifestyle. Change the relationship with your body. Okay. So, what do we do? Give the dog information that says, that's a bad choice. Barking's a bad choice. Whining's a bad choice. Pawing at the crate's a bad choice. Biting at the crate's a bad choice. And you know what the dog does? Oh, 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 oh. I can't do any of that stuff? No, you can't do any of that stuff. So what should I do? Maybe I'll lie down and relax. That's a good choice. Nothing happens when you do that. Not shut down as you've been made to believe. Not have the life sucked out of it as you've been made to believe. No. The dog just calmly lies down and goes to sleep and wakes up the next day. And then you might have a little bit of that issue on day two. And what do you do? Give it information again. And then on day three, what does the dog do? Yeah, I think I'll just lie down. Not because the life has been sucked out of it. Not because the dog's been broken. Not because the dog is shut down. Because the dog now understands consequences to their actions. So what's the reward? In that instance, no correction. There'll be plenty of time for rewards for a lot of other stuff we do all day long. So that's the thing I wanted to expand on. The concept that, and then you've got a better relationship with your dog. Then you can bring your dog more places. Then you can travel with your dog. Then you can stay over at a friend's house with your dog. Then somebody can watch your dog. Then your dog can go to a boarding kennel without you getting a phone call saying your dog is literally destroying his teeth, come and pick it up, which we don't do because we know how to deal with it. Then your world expands. Then the dog's world expands. Wow, that sounds really great because it is great. So the concept that you correct your dog strategically, unemotionally, for unwanted behaviors does not destroy the relationship with the dog. It actually 
expands it and makes it awesome. And that's what we want. We want you, the human, the human being, to live a better life with your dog. Your dog will love life. But we want you to start loving life with your dog. Jeff Gelman, Sally Canine Training, I'm madly in love with you. And I cannot wait for the next one.